Hey, what would it be like if you if you achieved everything on your bucket list? Good day. <laughs> it would be a good day. Next question. Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 16 of season two, and we're calling this one Nailed It. <laughs> Hi, my name is Winnie, and that was my husband, Bill, and we are the co-owners of Quiet Shutter Fine Art and Photography. The way we do our podcast is we will post nine photos to our Instagram account, Quiet Shutter Photo, and... Then we will talk about those pictures, what went into the pictures, the backstory, whatever comes up. Before we get going, I want to thank Anchor Podcasting Platform. Anchor is a free platform. You can access it from the web or an app on your smartphone. It's pretty easy to use. If we can do it, you can do it too. So thank you, Anchor. Thanks, also, Anchor. thanks to our son, Andy Johnston at Outdoor Andy TV on Twitch and Instagram for hooking us up with this great sound system. Thanks, Andy. So if you listened to last uh, episode, our last episode, it was all about us anticipating and preparing for a trip out west to see our daughter and to go to Yellowstone National Park and all of the photos that we just dreamed we could get. So um, today we're going to talk about how we did with that. Which is why we're calling it. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> Forgot it. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our photos, Bill. All right. Now, you might want to toggle back and forth between the last episode and this episode. I've got it up on my phone right now. And last episode, our first photo was of Old Faithful in Yellowstone. And do you remember, Bill, the pictures we wished we could get? Yeah, we were hoping to maybe possibly get night photography of Old Faithful and behind the geyser itself. and uh, Or else a picture of Old Faithful with bison walking Right, past that would be another cool one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And did we get to Old Faithful at night or when the bison were there? No and no. <laughs> we didn't even go to Old Faithful this time. We did not get there at all. So a trip to Yellowstone in July and August is hmm, sometimes hectic. Hectic. There are a lot of people in the park, a lot of people in the park, right, Bill? And although you and I got up at five o'clock in the morning to make our trek to Yellowstone so we'd be there early right, and before the crowds, which we were, right, we never managed to work it so we had time to, to go down to the southern part of the park and which right. was fine. Yeah. Which was fine. But instead, the picture I've posted is, can you describe it? It's me on a tiger shark. <laughs> so our daughter and son-in-law, a um, few years ago when they were visiting Michigan, they drove out to visit us in Michigan on their way home 
I don't even remember what state they stopped in. Wisconsin, I think, is where they bought this. And they bought a, what would you call this, vintage? Vintage jet ski. A vintage jet ski. It's actually a tiger shark by, who makes tiger shark? Arctic cat. Tiger shark by Arctic cat. You sure it was Arctic cat? Yeah, for sure. Yep, it is. And, uh, and they took it home. I was thought they were crazy. But, um, and then they had to do some modifications to it too, correct? To make it work in the high yeah, elevation? Yeah, they live in high elevation. It didn't want to run at all. So they had to, to do tinkering with the, the carburetor on the thing. But they got the parts that they needed to, to change, swap it out and got it tuned in pretty good. And it was running really well when we used it. And they live in Big Sky, Montana, about an hour south of where they live. There's a nice big... Um, I guess it's not really a lake. It's considered a reservoir, right? It's right. a man-made lake. And they like to take their jet ski down to Hebkin Reservoir and run around on the lake with their jet ski, with their tiger shark. I looked it up. The tiger shark um, was produced between 1993 and 1999. So I'm not sure what year theirs is. Do you know? No, but I guess I would guess it was probably closer to the earlier model. Do you think so? Because yeah. that's not a good thing if it is. It says Tiger Sharks were designed to be light, sporty, and inexpensive, but early models have a reputation for poor building quality. And the brand suffered despite significant improvements with the introduction of the 1997 models. Yeah, I'm not sure what this is, but it seemed to run really good, right? Right. I mean, I think Cole has put a little effort into tuning it up, getting it going. Yeah. I yeah. didn't get on the tiger shark. I stayed on dry land with the baby. Not that you didn't have an option. You just chose No, I didn't to. want to. Yeah. I didn't bring a bathing suit. I didn't want to. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyways, um, you and Lauren and Cole all had fun taking turns on the tiger shark and yeah. whizzing around. It's funny because I, I tried to get pictures, and I did. I got pictures of all three of you. And most of the time, I'm sure you guys are having a good time, but look at the look on your face. It doesn't look like you're having a good time. I was probably squinting because I had lost my hat at that point. And, uh, oh, did you find it? Yeah, I had to circle around and find it, but I found it. Oh, that's good. But it was soaking wet at this point, so it was no sense of putting it on my head. Yeah, Lauren and Cole really, like, Cole, um, he put on a hat, he had sunglasses, he had Bluetooth headphones over top. Right, they had the music on and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, that was a fun day going down to, yeah. down to Hepkin yeah, and time. sitting on the beach and having a picnic and playing on the tiger shark. Yeah, so we had some water involved, but it was not Old Faithful. We have spraying water here. <laughs> right. It just went out and Kind of, of a comparable. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this was way more fun than Old Faithful would have been in August with the thousands of Much people. More that, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So the next picture that I had posted in the pictures we wished we would get on last on the last episode is a picture of a bighorn sheep. And I believe that we talked about how we'd love to see bighorn sheep in rut, but that's not till November. But what we really wanted to see was the mountain goats. Right. And we'd heard 
that they were seeing mountain goats pretty regularly up in the Beartooth Pass. Yeah, so I uh, was it I think it was our was our I think it was our first day. First day we decided to go across the north um rim of of Yellowstone and which is the Lamar Valley, Lamar our favorite Valley, spot. which is beautiful. Yeah, and into Cook City and then up into the Beartooth Pass. First, let's talk about Cook City and Silvergate. Yeah. Shady communities. It seems shady. I don't know. I mean, it's small and people who live there are isolated a lot of the year. Right. But it is still a little tourist stop. Yep. And um, although, although, although the feeling you get while you're there is they don't want why you. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. I'll sell you some coffee, but then move on. Right. Right. We were looking for um, something, some breakfast food. And we didn't even necessarily want to go in and sit down in any place, just something we could grab and go or whatever. Right. And a lot of places, in spite of it being August, a lot of places were closed. Now, maybe that's COVID related, but, and then um, the places that were open, they just weren't very <laughs> inviting. We ended up going into, was it a gas station? Uh, yes. And we got coffee mm -hmm. and some candy bars. That's right. all we could find. Right. And I really needed to use a restroom at that point. And they said, no public restrooms. There were um, outhouses, you know, the like construction worker outhouses yeah, out in front. Yeah, padlock on them. Big old padlocks on them. So, so that was another no. Yeah, not very inviting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Cook City. I'm not going to look for an Airbnb in Cook City, I don't mm -hmm. think, anytime soon. No, we'll, I think we'll pass. So from there, though, that's the jumping off point the, of the west side of the Beartooth. Yes. Um, you pass. have to go through those in order to get into the Beartooth Pass. Yeah. So um, talk about the Beartooth Pass for a second while I'm going to look up what the elevation is of the Beartooth. The Beartooth Pass is the mountain, the road that goes through the, the top of the mountain range from, um, I believe it's Red Lodge, Montana, comes out in Cook City. Um, it is snow most of the year up in the very peaks, although we didn't see any this time. Um, typically I'm talking to my son-in-law. It sounds like there's usually snow there until the least middle of uh, July and it loses snow for about six weeks and then it starts snowing again. So also it was um, only open, right? From seven. Yeah. It's, it was only open for daylight hours too, which is new. But it was 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And apparently they closed the gate on both sides of the pass. I wonder what happens if you get caught on the pass when they... You're probably stuck there. And the, you might be able to sit next to a gate waiting for them to open it up. But Oh, that would be so bad. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah, you need to really pay attention to the signage that's out there and, and know that they're not kidding when they say we're going to close this road at 7 at night. So it says here on Wikipedia... That the Beartooths are the location of Granite Peak, which is 12,807 elevation. Yeah, I thought we were close to 13,000 feet there. Yeah, yeah so that there. is up there. Yep. And our plan was to drive up to the summit and look for the mountain goats. And also, uh, we'd like to find a pika. A pika is a little um, like a guinea pig size rodent yeah that lives in high elevation they actually are endangered although i don't know that they're on the endangered species list as as 
the planet warms up, they have to go higher and higher for their existence. And so, you know, at some point there's not no Won't more be high enough anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the they're so cute. They're just little hamster looking things. And they're always running around trying to collect a stockpile of food. And so you'll often see them with a bunch of grass and little wildflowers in their mouths. And they're just adorable. Yeah, it always looks like they got a bouquet they're taking to somebody or yeah. something. So that was our that was our bucket list picture we were trying to get in the Beartooth. And um, we got up almost to the summit. And there was road construction. Yeah, with which is okay, except that there was also a stoplight at the construction that said, uh, be aware there's a 30 to 35 minute wait. Both ways. Both ways. I mean, if you go to the summit and then turn around and come back. Well, you couldn't even get to the summit without going through the road construction. So it'd be a 30 minute wait to get there. And then when you turn around to come back, there'd be another 30 minute wait likely. Right. And we just decided our time was too valuable that day. So we turned around and started to head back down. But we did see, not on our bucket list, but we did see um, marmots. Yes, we did. So um, let's go to that picture, Bill. Second picture is of a marmot. You know, some people hate marmots because they just think of them as destructive rodents. Now, a marmot is, I would say, would you compare it to a woodchuck? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably in the same family, right? Probably. And they're, yeah. According to Wikipedia, they're in the squirrel family. Where they're really big squirrels. They're really big ground squirrels. So what are they, about 12 inches? Uh, somewhere between 12 to 15 inches tall. Right. Um, Probably 15 pounds or so. I mean, they're not tiny. They're not tiny by any means. Yeah. And they're just so darn cute. And they, um, they'll stand up on their back legs and hold their arms up and hold their heads up and look all around. And they, they, they are cute. Yeah, they live in rock formations. Form they also have to be in elevation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, our son-in-law who works at um, the Yellowstone Club in Big Sky and works on the snowmaking operations. And in the summertime, they're laying pipe and electrical lines and whatnot to make their snowmaking machines work. And the marmots are already always a problem, right? They're chewing on. They chew on things a lot. They're chewers. And so they're destructive. They like the insulation on electrical lines in particular. So yeah, yeah, they're really, really trying to keep marmots away from their work all the time. When we got back to Lauren and Cole's house that day, I said, "Well, we got excited. We saw marmots. I know you don't like them." And he said, "No, I." He said, "I like them in the wild. I just don't like them where I work." <laughs> right. They will chew on houses and i mean they can be very destructive as can a squirrel right yeah especially but, apparently like wood siding and that kind of stuff they real chew on that all yeah. the time so I'm it can be quite destructive i'm looking at this picture full screen though we were so excited this guy was just hanging out and i think he was as interested in us as we were of him yeah he was he was uh he would Move a little bit, and he would stop, and he'd look pop at up us and, and look at yeah, us. And, he was, but he wasn't really running away. No, he wasn't. A, didn't seem to be afraid of us. And he had another little friend with him, but yeah, um, and the little this, friend was a little smaller, maybe a juvenile, a little redder. That's entirely possible. And was, uh, and I, she, I want to refer to the little one as she. <laughs> she would pop up and look around, but she was a little more elusive. But this guy, he just yeah, look at how cute they are. You got to see this picture. 
Just yeah. adorable. Looks like he could be your pet, but he'd probably gnaw your arm off. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't try petting him. I guess they squeal. They bark. They bark. Yeah, they bark like uh, well, like prairie dogs do bark that type of uh-huh. thing. Uh huh. Yeah. I wish he would have barked for us. That would have been sweet. Yeah. So, anyways, we took a hundred pictures of the marmot because we could. Because we could, and because we didn't see mountain goats or pikas, so right. Right. This was our consolation prize. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. So the next picture on last episodes um, was a picture. I posted two pictures of coyote. And we talked about how what we really would like to get is a picture of a wolf. Right. Or wolves or wolf. whatever. And uh, so what did we get? Um, picture number three is of a coyote. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> At the wolf family. We saw a lot of people who were looking for wolves. Yeah. Lots of people looking for wolves. But we didn't see a wolf. But yeah. we did see this coyote. So we were, this was on our way back. Um, yeah. We'd gone out and we're on our way back um, through the park. And um, we came to a four-way stop. And a coyote just ran across the road in front of the traffic and then into this field of sagebrush. And was he wasn't really running either. He was just kind of no, trotting. He was hunting. He was, you know, looking for mice probably is what he was doing. But the the car, the vehicle that was in the front of this line that mm-hmm. the coyote ran in front of. Full of the village idiots. <laughs> was full of village idiots. Because tell them what they did. So we were looking at this coyote and all of a sudden we heard like the top of their long scream. There's a coyote. And the whole car stopped, all four doors flew open, and they proceeded to chase the coyote. The whole family, mom, dad, and like three kids under 10 years old. Yeah. And they just ran out into the field. I don't know if they thought they were going to stop, he would stop and pet them or what the deal was. What were they thinking? Why would they do that? But yeah. They're dead and they're yelling at everybody else. A coyote just ran out in front of us. He's right there. And. And this coyote ran and he looked back at him like, what are you doing? Yeah, he did look back at them like, what? Yeah. Get back in your car. Yeah. Don't you know the rules here? Unreal. Don't approach animals. It says that all over the park. Yeah. <laughs> Even the coyote could read the signs. The coyote probably could read better. He than... might have wrote the signs. Who knows? Unreal. I should have got a picture of the village idiots. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. We should have got a picture of them. I, I was just so shocked. What are they doing? Yeah. So needless to say, the coyote disappeared pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm not sticking around for this. Nope. And wasn't that almost like right in one, one of the corners of that stop? Isn't there a ranger station? Yeah. It's right by Roosevelt um, Rangers Lodge. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're... Unreal. Unreal. So we saw, we had a glimpse of a coyote. We did get some pictures, not a wolf, but still it was exciting. Yeah. It was interesting. Other than the family that yeah. I, know, I wish I knew what I thought what they thought they were going to accomplish I don't know craziness all right so no wolves nailed it again <laughs> the next picture on last um the last episode of our wish list was a picture of an elk and we talked about how the elk are about to go into rut and um so the male elk would have you know big antlers right now and maybe they'd be rubbing the 
the velvet off their antlers and how we'd like to get a picture of velvet hanging off of the antlers of a bull elk that was getting all worked up, getting ready for rut season and maybe an elk fight between big bulls. And that's what we wanted to get, right? It's exactly what we wanted to get. And what we get? And we got Bullwinkle. <laughs> this is a Bullwinkle. We we didn't we saw some elk, but not to the not, numbers yeah. that we've seen elk before. Yeah, I don't. It, it was really warm the days that we were in the park. Even though we so got there so early, I just don't think the animals were moving all that much because it was so warm. I think they probably were feeding and stuff mostly at night. Yeah, and and uh, maybe the. Maybe the big elk were still up in the high country. It's entirely possible, yeah, because it's still so warm that they're just, they live in really high elevation most of the year until it's breeding season. They tend to come down into lower elevation when the snow starts getting bad. So, yeah, so um, even in the little town of Mammoth within Yellowstone, where there usually is elk right in the town all the time. Yeah, there's usually 20 to 30 elk wandering yeah. around town there all the yeah, time. Yeah, we didn't really see anything. No. But I think this was our second day into the park. Yep. And this was just outside of Mammoth. We just ran across we were, this little, what were there, three or there four? There was three or four. I think there was just three. I think there was like a, a mature cow and maybe a yearling ca- uh, cow and then this little bull. This little bull isn't that old either. No, he might be two-year-old, but. And he does have horns. His horns are in velvet. He hasn't been rubbing them off yet. Yep. Um, but it's, I'm just. That's a two foot spike horn is what it is. It's a two foot spike horn. He doesn't even have brow tines coming out yet. No. Nope. Yeah. And he just, he just sat there and stared at us, munched away on his grass. And yeah. He's, he's beautiful, but he's not the picture. He's not that the big boy we were looking for. That's for sure. Again, nailed this one. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. He was fun to look at, though. I, you know, I'm not going to complain. Okay, so the next picture we had la- on our last episode was, oh, a picture of a den of snakes. Yeah. Now, that was not a picture that was on our bucket list for trying to find pictures of this time. Don't need and, to repeat that one. Right. And I'm very happy to say we saw no snakes in Yellowstone this time. But do you remember what you said about the picture you'd like to get with regard to this den of snakes? Yeah, I wanted to get a picture of a grizzly in the den of snakes, picking them up and throwing them around. Right. A ginger grizzly. Yeah. Picking them up and throwing them around like a lasso. Yeah. So if we go to your next picture, you might see... We didn't get a picture of a... (laughs) Sorry, drum roll. We did not get a ginger grizzly throwing a temper tantrum, but we did get a tantrum picture. And it's a bison throwing a tantrum. Dustin himself trying to impress the girls. But if you look at this picture, you can tell the girls behind him are like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. What's wrong with that boy? So in late August in Yellowstone National Park or wherever you find bison, the bison are in rut. And the males just go crazy right they do i mean they snort and slobber and chase and uh they roll around on the ground and make these big dust clouds and really do everything they can to try and get the attention of the females grunt like crazy make these god-awful noises yeah they're 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the equivalent to a male human burping and belching and carrying on. Yeah, like as, as if, if that was impressive. As if that was impressive. <laughs> yeah. And they, they follow the females around like crazy. If you get a chance to look at this picture, in the foreground, you see Sage and you see this bison throwing a temper tantrum, making a big dust cloud. But just behind him are a pair of bison. You can see one following the other really closely. It's likely a female bison with a male literally up her butt. He's sniffing to see if she is in estrus yet. Right. And uh, Yeah, this is in Lamar Valley, and there was hundreds of thousands, bisons. Thousands. Thousands, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Probably a quarter of a million. <laughs> yeah, at least. Well, when we first got into Yellowstone, and like I've already said, we got up really early to get to Yellowstone early in the morning. Um, we wanted to have our time in the park, but be back home in time for Lauren and Cole to get home from work and spend the evening with them. So we would get to the park at about 6 a.m. Yes. Maybe a little earlier. Right around 6. And um, when we first entered and we go in through the west entrance of Yellowstone, and normally you see bison all over the park, one here, one there, group here, whatever. We didn't see a single bison until we got all the way over to the Lamar Valley. It was really weird. Yeah, we're like, where are they all? Yeah. Yeah, and but then when we got to the Lamar Valley, or at the turn where you turn to go to the Lamar Valley, there was quite a big cluster of bison right there, all yep. over the road. Yep. And they were still acting crazy. Yeah, and that's also where the village idiots were chasing coyotes around <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> for entertainment too. So yeah, that was an active little corner there. Yeah. Um. So that was exciting seeing the bison now. We didn't see any actual copulation. Um, I don't know if the females were ready yet or if they prefer night to morning. It it appeared as though maybe the, the bison had partied all night because they were active at, you know, six something in the morning. But by noon, they were all kind of laying down. Yeah, very lethargic during the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when it got maybe some things are better to be done in the dark. Who knows? And we thought maybe we'd go back to the park for an evening show. Mm, yep. <laughs> but it just never worked out. We went right. to the park two different days and both were early in the morning. And right. Um, so fun, though, to see the bison. They were all over the place and on the roads more than usual. Yes. Um, and could have cared less if there were cars there. And if they had they were single minded, they were not caring about cars. They. I saw several of them just walk wherever they wanted to. Right. And, and they are. Cars, big, cars didn't stop. They just walked into them. It was weird. It, right. They are. Like they're they, zombies or something. They are big boys this time of year, too. And yeah. beautiful looking. If you can call a bison beautiful. I mean, August, they are at their peak. They're, they have, you know, fully shed their winter fur and have their, you know, they're in their summer splendor. Yep. They're, they're just looking ideal right now yeah but they are when you drive past a bison and you're driving a toyota camry <laughs> you just yeah. say those are really big animals. i mean they're as big as the car yeah they yeah. are as big as they, do you remember the smart car we saw in yellowstone yeah i thought well that's that's taking your life in your hands don't tick off a bison because it will flip that one over yeah it is bigger than a smart car yeah <laughs> 
So the big the big show this year in yellow or this trip to Yellowstone was the bison, and we knew that would be the case. Yeah. And also it was surprising that um it's almost like the other animals respect that it's the bison's time. Because they you didn't see a lot of uh, other animals. They kind of skedaddled. Yeah. Yeah. They they well, it's probably in their best interest to give them as much space as I, they need. I would think so. I wouldn't yeah. want to be part of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just fun to see them. Boy, there were some, um, we saw some bison that were running, chasing. Yeah. And man, can they move when they, they want to They can run like crazy when they want to. Yeah. I would not, I would not beat a bison in a running race. That's no, for sure. No one would. There was, do you remember we were coming down into the Lamar Valley and we could see way off in the distance, a, um, a bull chasing a female. And I think there was a um, half grown calf too. Right. And they were just running. The female was winning, actually. Yeah, they were. I mean, but they were, they were hoofing it. I mean, they were moving. They were moving. They were crossing that Lamar Valley pretty fast. They were moving. The the bison at times when you're driving, they're so close to the road or on the road, and you have to get by them at some point. And right. I mean, they were so close. I could have rolled down my window and given them a little smack on the you butt. You literally could have touched their butt if you wanted to, but it wouldn't be in your best interest because they'll they'll just whip around. And oh, and their... they're so agitated right yeah. now. Yeah. That it, just looking at them, they, they would, say, "Don't look." Trash, them, they don't, would trash your car in a hurry. Don't look them so, in the eye because yep. that's like a challenge. And yeah, yeah, it wouldn't take much for them to just put their head down and give you a, a nudge, and you'd be in trouble. Nope. Right. So. It was all about the bison. We um we wanted to get a picture. One of our bucket list pictures we talked about was to get picture of bison, you know, doing their thing in while they're in rut and fighting. And I didn't. Did you see any males fighting? No, no. Other than the the males who thought they had a steady girlfriend kept chasing the other ones yeah. away so yeah. they wouldn't get close to her. But I think if we had been there in the evening, we would have we seen, probably would have seen more dueling. Yeah. Even a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go to Yellowstone and this is true for any time of year, get up early and get there before the sun comes up and enjoy it early. Then whatever, go take a nap or find something else to do and come back in the evening. But the middle part of the day, the animals sort of take a break and, there's far too many cars in the park and yep. Yep. So. the best activity is definitely early morning and, and probably an hour before dark. So. You know, I don't have a picture for this, but another thing that we had talked about on the last episode that was something on our bucket list to do in the park was to have a meal at the Lake Yellowstone Hotel. We talked about how our daughter had worked at the Lake Yellowstone Hotel years ago and how we have made a couple of attempts to eat there once we were too late because there was traffic, a traffic accident that held up traffic in the park. And the um, next time the dining room was closed because of COVID. So this time we got to the um, <laughs> Lake Yellowstone hotel for lunch and. Sorry, we just stopped serving. We were five minutes too late. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Do you actually serve food or is this just a myth <laughs> three times we now we could see the food <laughs> we just stopped serving well it turns out that it was just as it was just as well it's a very fancy hotel the lake yellowstone hotel right like 
um, for those who live in northern Michigan, kind of in the style of the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. It has a big fancy dining room. And um, normally it's a sit down, you know, uh, order off the menu style of restaurant. But I think that this year everybody is having trouble finding enough staff. And so they had um, changed to, first of all, you had to have reservations, wasn't it? Well, you did, then you didn't. It depended on what website you listened okay. to or looked at. But nonetheless, it was a buffet. It was a buffet, and we were like, we're not yeah. doing buffet in COVID I, for know, sure. Everybody Maybe has never their own again. Everybody has their own opinions, but I'm not sure I ever want to eat off of a buffet again. Yeah. So we would have been disappointed if we'd gotten in there and found out it was a buffet to begin with. So. Right. So anyways, nailed it. Nailed it. Once again, (laughs) success. Not. Nailed it. All right. So the next picture from last week's episode was a picture from this spring of a bison, mother bison and her new calf nursing. And so we talked about how now we would see the full circle of life and that the bison would be you know, mating. So I was so surprised when we got this picture. <laughs> yeah. You go to the next picture and tell us what the, we're looking at, Bill. Well, it's a really nice picture of a cow with her calf. Nursing. Nursing. Almost Although, identical to the other picture. Yeah. There's another element to this picture. An uninvited guest. There is a full-blown, very large bull um, bison that was definitely checking out mom's junk (laughs) this in this picture it's an idyllic picture of the mama bison and the this year's calf it's still quite red still you know they call the calves red dogs calf yeah Yeah, a lot of the calves have already turned darker in color this one is still quite red this one must have been born middle of june or so and it was nursing pretty aggressively yeah it was really rooting around in there trying to nurse and the mom, you can see very patient look on her face, but up from behind comes this big male and they must smell with their tongues, eh? Yeah, I think so. Because he's sniffing away at her hindquarters. They are trying to find out if yep. she'd be receptive to a little, um, loving, a little me time. Yeah. Which she was not. <laughs> she was not. The picture we didn't get here was that she proudly and promptly kicked him in the head. Right. We, we did actually get some pictures. She turned around and she did shove him off and yeah. leave me alone. I'm busy. Yep. Don't just do this. see what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so anyways, good picture though. Yeah. Nice clear focus. And you can see um, sort of the sloping hills there in the Lamar Valley was very, um, there was a lot of atmosphere and I believe that was caused from the, the wildfires out West. There was a lot of haze, a lot of smoky. Haze there was a lot the, of smoke in the air. In yep. the air. Yeah, was that hard. was that was the other reason we went out early in the morning because there didn't seem to be much of it in the morning. Light was really good for photography too. Right, but it was very. We couldn't get really great mountain pictures this trip because no. there was a lot of obscurity. From you see in that picture, there's a lot of blue haze to it, and that's yeah. that's from the smoke, is what it's right. from. Yeah. So, um, the next picture in our bucket list episode was a picture of a big black bear. And we talked about how we're always looking for bears in Yellowstone. We'd love to have a picture of a bear. We wanted to hope to see a bear this trip. And um, we never saw a bear. 
Nope. We came up on a traffic jam as it was breaking up, and I asked the the ranger that was there if there had been an accident or what was going on, and he said, oh, no, there was a bear, but he's gone now. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> nailed <late>. it. <laughs> so um, we did not see a bear, but we did see sign of bear. If you go to this next picture, and you're going to have to look close. Uh, we went one day with Lauren and Cole and Arlo to a little would you call it a little park? It was just a little. Yeah, it would be like we'd have a roadside picnic area around here type of thing. And this was pretty undeveloped, mind very you. Very undeveloped, but there's. Right alongside the, of the. The Gallatin River. Gallatin River. Yeah. And, and what is the Gallatin River famous for? The movie. Uh, a River Runs river, Through It. River Runs Through It. Yep. And fly fishing. Yes. So um, we had a picnic on the sides of the Gallatin River. But where we set up, there was a tree stump that had been torn apart. And as soon as I looked at it, I said, I wonder if a bear tore that apart looking for ants. Yeah, they love bugs. And when we got investigating it a little further, you can see bear claw marks on yep. this. Yep, there was definitely bears that had been torn at that tree, which was right next to the picnic area that we were yeah. at. Now, when you're out west, it's bear country, and people who are familiar with being there, people who live there, they have bear spray with them all the time. Yeah, they always take it with them. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things Lauren and Cole packed into our picnic stuff yep. was was the bear spray. Going to bear country, we're going to take it with us. You're going to bear country when you go out their front door. I mean, yep, it's, exactly. it's bear country. Yep. Even when we went for a walk around their neighborhood, I think they grabbed the bear spray. Yep, they put it in their stroller. Yeah. They just, yeah. It's just something you do. Yeah. And we have seen in the past, we have seen bear. Do you remember that bear might have been in the Hayden Valley area of Yellowstone that was just foraging through a little field and he just tore a stump apart in like three swipes. Oh, yeah. It's just huge, huge grizzly bear that just took a big old stump and ripped it just like it was peeling a banana. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a chance to look at this picture, you might want to zoom in. Um, sort of to the center, almost dead center of this picture, you can see these claw marks in this tree. It's kind of a spooky feeling to know that yep. that they're there. They're somewhere. They were they were near. Yeah. Yeah. So no bear, but what happened the other day since we've been home? Yeah, we had to go to, over to Sheboygan, which is about an hour drive from where we live here in Boyne City. And we're going on a road that we've traveled many, many times. And all of a sudden, a pretty good-sized black bear just walked out in front of us and slowly walked across the road and disappeared. And <laughs> I, we were like, did that, that just a, happen? Is that a black bear? Yeah. Of course, we didn't have a camera a with us no camera. or anything. <laughs> I mean, Although we had our phones. But... He would have never stopped for us to take a picture. He was he was on the move. But... No, we pulled over where he went off on the other side. And although I could see brush and stuff moving as he ambled through there, I could not see him anymore. He was really black. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't the biggest bear I've ever seen, but he was a good size bear. He was bear. a good size bear, a long-legged bear. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be a big bear in another couple of years. Yeah, maybe. He even, or she. I'm yeah. not sure which. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I said, we went all the way out to Yellowstone and didn't see a bear. We come home and a bear walks across the road in front of us. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <clears throat> so this next picture. If you go to the next picture, Bill, is mm -hmm. of a pronghorn. Pronghorn. Antelope. Antelope. Yep. Um, 
I put this one in because uh, we talked about wanting to see the big, um, big horn sheep, you know, rams fighting or whatever. We didn't see any of that, of course. Um, and we didn't see a lot of different animals because the bison were, you know, just taken over everywhere. Yep. But the pronghorn did not seem to care. They were mixed in among the bison in a few places. And- yeah, they, they're grazers, so they wander on, but apparently they are not threatened by bison by any means. They, aren't they like the fastest mammal in North America? Yeah, yeah. So if they needed to get away. They just would. They would just get away. Yeah. They are, you know, they are, I'm, I think that people who live out there think pronghorn are pretty common and not that interesting. But look at this picture. Yeah, they're it's pretty gorgeous. Sweet. There's they're nice looking animals. I would not want to get, you know, hooked on these little horns. No, look pretty vicious. They can outrun anything and they probably could stab you pretty quick if they felt yeah. like it. Too, Their horns so. have that little hook too on the end. Like yeah. I think they could rip you open if yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So it was exciting to see some pronghorn a little bit here and there. Yeah. They really blend into things too. So it's hard to pick them up sometimes. Yeah. We, I couldn't decide which picture of pronghorn to put into the lineup today, but we also um, saw, and I don't think I've ever seen before, um, a mama pronghorn with a pair of, of this year's babies. Little twins, yeah. Yeah, so that was cute to see. Yeah. I kind of wish I would have seen them running. I know. It would be cool to get a little video of them because they, they bounce a lot. Boink, boink, They boink. bounce around. <laughs> All four legs come off the air like mule deer do, but when they have to go, when they have to run, pull out they can go yeah yeah i think they run up to like 30 miles an hour they're so, they're, so cute yeah um one more thing we saw that we didn't get a picture of um and it was kind of almost before daylight do you remember that um you said it was a mule deer that went across the road in front of us yes. with a pair of with spotted fawns, fawns. Yep. that was adorable also yeah yeah you just never know what you're gonna see when you go to yellowstone you nope. just have to be prepared to Take what you get. Yep. Um, We had two good days that we were in Yellowstone. But the biggest reason for going out west was to see this little guy. If you go to our next picture. (laughs) Hello, Arlo. Hello, Arlo. (laughs) So this is our new grandson who is now six months old. And we said on our bucket list was to take thousands of pictures of little Arlo. And I think we achieved that. We really did nail that one. We got a lot of those. Yeah. He's it, getting to be quite curious and very, very uh, um, readily wanting to touch everything. And he's sitting up by himself a little bit now and, and smiles, and smiles easily and giggles. all the time. Yeah. Even when he starts crying and he does cry, but even when he starts crying, he's easy to, to, uh, entertain and get him to stop crying for the most part too and very photogenic yep yeah so we got on the floor with him a few times and took his picture and he um i think he i think he likes both of us pretty well but he really liked you and you could make him laugh almost anytime you wanted to so far yeah yep there's something special about grandchildren that's for sure yeah that's for sure so um Boy, I, you know, we're supposed to start our episode with a quote and end our episode with a feel-good story, and I have neither of those today. I don't know. Just gaze upon this picture of this baby, and that should make you feel good. It doesn't get any better than this. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So um, that was uh, how we did in Yellowstone this time, and 
And I think, I guess we'll just have to go back to find that ginger bear. Okay. With the lassoes made of snakes. I'm available next week. <laughs> Honestly, if you're looking at advice about when to go to Yellowstone, I my advice would be go end of September, beginning of October, or anytime in October, or go in April or May. April or May, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think summer the- and you know August is always crazy busy. We we hope that maybe you know schools were starting and maybe there wouldn't be as big a crowd, but there was. Yeah. So. But we got in and out of the park early. Yep. So that we weren't there when it was the craziest, yep. and we had a good time. We did. We always enjoy being there, even if there is a million other people there. Yep. We and we saw some animals, just not the ones that we were looking for, for in particular, but. Uh, hey, what would it be like if you if you achieved everything on your bucket list? Good day. <laughs> it would be a good day. Next question. You'd have to make a new bucket list then, right? Yeah. Well, there's always room for a second bucket list. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in and hope you have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs>